Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Puckhead Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the Stanley Cup. I've always been interested in the history of hockey, especially the Stanley Cup. So I know today's episode is going to be one of my favorites. So I hope it's one of yours too. Now, let's begin. The Stanley Cup got its name from its creator, Lord Frederick Arthur Stanley. He was born on January 15th, 1841 in Preston, England. He arrived in Canada on June 9, 1888. He was Governor General of Canada from 1888 to 1893. His father was a former Prime Minister of England. Lord Stanley and his wife had seven sons and one daughter. On March 18, 1892, Lord Stanley wrote a letter that would be read out loud to the crowd. Quote, Gentlemen, I have for some time been thinking that it would be a good thing if there were a Challenge Cup which shall be held from year to year by the champion hockey team in the Dominion of Canada, back when it was called that. There does not appear to be any such outward sign of a championship at present, and considering the general interest which matches now elect, and the importance of having the game played fairly and under rules generally recognized, I am willing to give a cup which shall be held from year to year by the winning team. End quote. That was read at a banquet in Ottawa on March 18, 1892. The banquet was for the Ottawa Hockey Club, now the Ottawa Senators. They did not win the championship that year, but still had a very good season. Lord Stanley was not present at the banquet that night. Lord Stanley did not want to call the cup after himself. He wanted to call it the Dominion Hockey Challenge Cup. He he had that name engraved on the bowl, but the two Stanley Cup trustees decided to call it the Stanley Cup. And of course, that is the name that is still on it today. The Stanley Cup has metal rings on it that represent all all the NHL teams that won the Stanley Cup. There is a metal ring added each year when a team wins the Stanley Cup, which has the players' names engraved on it too. The Montreal Canadiens were the first NHL team to win the Stanley Cup in 1917 when the NHL first began. Their coach was their captain, and their goalie was George Vesna. George Vesna has a trophy named after him called the Vesna Trophy and that trophy is awarded to the best goalie in the NHL. The arena that Montreal played in was named the Montreal Arena slash slash the Jubilee Rink. The NHL has seen lots of Stanley Cup dynasties, which see the original six teams topping our list. Here it is. The Ottawa Senators won the Stanley Cup in 1920-1921, 1923, and 1927. The Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup in 1947, 1948, 1949, and 1951. The Detroit Red Wings won the Cup in 1950, 1952, 1954, and 1955. The Montreal Canadiens won the Cup in 1956, 1957, 1958, 1959, and 1960. The New York Islanders won the Stanley Cup in 1980, 1981, 1982, 
Wayne Gretzky's Edmonton Oilers won the Stanley Cup in 1984, 1985, 1987, 1988, and 1990. Thank you the segment after that is this day in hockey history. I will talk a little bit about e- each of them coming up. Please stay tuned. Welcome back to the Puckhead Podcast. It's now time for some interesting facts about the Stanley Cup. Let's begin. Over the years, the Stanley Cup has changed. It is much bigger than the original bowl. In the late 60s, it was becoming fragile and people wanted to keep it safe. The special bowl was put in the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto for all fans to treasure and enjoy. A new bowl that looks just like the original one was made. The Hockey Hall of Fame decided to make a replica. That way, the cup is always on display even when the real cup is away. The Stanley Cup has security guards, believe it or not. Just like celebrities, the Stanley Cup doesn't travel alone. When the cup goes, one or two people from the Hockey Hall of Fame go with it. Part of their job is to act as security. They, they make sure the cup is safe wherever it's displayed. For all their hard work and care, these people earn the, earn the nickname Keepers of the Cup. The Stanley Cup is a world traveler. The Stanley Cup has been all over the world. Some countries include Germany, Russia, and Japan. That's because each player from the Stanley Cup winning team gets to have one 24-hour day with the cup. Each player has to return the Stanley Cup once their day is over. Every player from the winning team receives a special ring and a smaller version of the Stanley Cup, and the winning team get their get their names engraved on the Stanley Cup. I hope you enjoyed these small little details about the Stanley Cup. Please, stay tuned for this day in hockey history. Welcome back to the Puckhead Podcast. It's now time for this day in hockey history. If If this is your first episode, you're probably wondering what this day in hockey history is. So let me tell you about it. As I said at the beginning of the episode, I'm really interested in the history of hockey. So, I created a segment called This Day in Hockey History. I I really hope you like it. Now, let's begin. On this day in hockey history, August 27, 1962, Adam Oates, a member of the Hockey Hall of Fame and arguably one of the best undrafted players in the NHL draft era, is born in Ontario. Many scouts considered Adam Oates a slick passing center too slow to play in the NHL. The Detroit Red Wings signed him to a four-year contract, and he splits time between the Red Wings and the Miners in the 85-86 season, before becoming a full-time NHL player the next following season. But Adam Oates sees his career really take off after he traded to the St. Louis Blues on June 15th, 1989, and became the first line center playing with Brent Hall on his right side. 
Adam Oates finished with 102 and 115 points in his first two full seasons with the Blues, helping Brent Hall score 72 and 86 goals. After unsuccessfully trying to renegotiate his contract, Adam Oates was traded to the Boston Bruins on February 7, 1992, and he led the league with 97 assists in 1992 and 1993, and finished with an NHL career-high 142 points. Adam Oates retired after the 03-04 season with 341 goals, 1,079 assists, 1,420 points, in 1,337 NHL games with seven teams. He is inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2012. Now, this time, I'm going to do more than one. Now, here's for some more moments. For this day in hockey history, 1966, Toe Blake and Elmer Leach, two Montreal Canadiens, are among 10 new inductees to the Hockey Hall of Fame. They joined the third member of their line, Maurice Rocket Richard, a 1961 inductee. Other members of the class include 1966 Ted Lindsay, Butch Bouchard, Frank Bismick, Ken Reardon, Bay Pratt, Ted Kennedy, and Max Bentley, longtime NHL president Clarence Campbell, who also has an award named after him, is uh, is also inducted. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. There will be a new episode every Friday, and you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Please leave a review. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. <coughs> the information sources for this episode were NHL.com and the Big Book of Hockey for Kids. Be sure to check out next week's episode on September 3rd.